I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. September 12, 2020. Submarines. Casanova. A burlesque show. The disobedience of Episcopals. Spaghetti westerns. And swallowing diamonds. This is awesome today. Awesome Today is a mostly daily show about stuff that might be awesome. Don't overcomplicate it. It's barely edited and sometimes offensive. Enjoy it and have an awesome today. Would you? Hi. Hello. How are you today? I'm tired. How are you? I am... I am, with a B on the end, evidently am, also tired with a long night of the Nico. Uh I don't rest well. Yes, it's true. When there is not peace in my home. What's the most protectorish dog, do you think? The protectorish dog? The the dog that does, like, that's known for its protection of its people. Well, Lassie. A collie? No. Oh. I just brought that up because we may or may not talk about Lassie later. Well. Um, I, you know, shepherds, Rottweilers, these are typically your oh, guard dogs. Oh, shepherds, perfect. You're German. You are, <laughs> you channel that German shepherd spirit, and when things are not good with your people, things are not good with you. Okay. I'm not sure how I feel about the German shepherd part, just because the one that we owned was... I don't want to be like her. No, you're like a you're like a finely trained canine cop German. Shepherd. Okay, okay. Neutered? Are they neutered? Some, Probably they most, better be. A lot of them. But yeah. they're like constantly alert. They hear every little thing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they love drugs. I don't <laughs> love drugs personally. Um, but I've not been trained to. Maybe I've maybe point. I should participate. I don't know. That's a true point. We have a toddler with a man cold. He doesn't sleep at night yeah. unless I am physically touching him. Yes. It's been a long stretch. I'm doing as well as could be expected. Yes. You're <laughs> right now celebrating the marvels of makeup. Yes. For the first time today. Just put it on a few minutes ago. Well, and to hide the oh, yes. more blatant evidences of 
I probably could have done better with a concealer, to tell you the truth. It's good. It's good. I don't shoot in high res, so That's good. we're all right. What day is it even? Well, it would, in fact, be September 12th, if you would allow me. I was going to say that. You spoiled the surprise. I'm sorry to spoil it. It is September 12th, and of course today, we celebrate alongside our friends in Turkmenistan for what they would call, quote, Day of the Workers in the Energy Sector, end quote. Hey. Feels very efficient and to the point. It's extremely efficient. Those of us in Oklahoma raise our glass to you, energy workers. Indeed. I'm raising my brand new coffee mug purchased for me by you, my love. Indeed. Two owl lovebirds. Which one's me? Which one's you? Um, <laughs> you're the one with your eyes closed. That's right. Because you're sleepy. And I have the big eyes. And you have the alert eyes. I finally found those drugs all the other dogs have been talking about. <laughs> Yes, it's two owls. I love owls from the way back because of Chi Omega. It's our mascot. On the back, it says, I'll love you forever. Mm -hmm. Did you really mean that part? I did, although I did try to scrape it off with a pocket knife. But, <laughs> but it didn't work, didn't so you're work. like, here. I mean it. <laughs> All right. Well, let's take a little trip back in time, if you don't mind. I think we should. Okay. 1624. Mm -hmm. Go there in your mind. The first submarine is publicly tested. Right on. I am concerned that it's the 1600s and we're testing submarines, but they did it. This was for King James the mm First. -hmm. They just went out to the Thames River and just dropped that submarine down in, and Kyle wanted me to call it the River Thames. So there we go. Yeah, well, you're that's how you'd do it if you were poetic, right? It is how I would do it if I was poetic. I believe. Now, yesterday, yesterday, day before yesterday, uh -huh. we yes. talked about the miniseries from AMC called Turn. Yes. There is an episode involving a submarine. That's right. I completely forgot. Rudimentary design, but it yeah. is a submarine. Well, I'm going to tell you this much. I would not, in this day, in the year of our Lord 2020, get mm -hmm. on a submarine, and I sure would not in 1624. Oh, you're missing out on all the excitement. Well, all right. Possibly speaking of excitement. Speaking of excitement. 1755. Ooh. Famous lover. Lover. There's so many ways you can say lover. Mm -hmm. Lover. Uh Giacomo Casanova. Indeed. The Casanova of Casanova. I was going to say, he is in fact the Casanova. You just know him as Casanova. The man was sentenced to five years in prison without trial. No trial. No trial. Straight to prison for you, sir, for being an affront to religion and common decency. I can just, I have a vivid image in my mind's eye of a pompous, self-righteous oh. jackass of a judge in a white wig yeah. throwing down the sentencing Well, he had in to, French. He had to because you know good old Giacomo had that big D energy. Well, they were like, lock the man up. Evidently that energy was being spread around <laughs> a little too liberally. Liberal. It may have been the judge's wife. You never know. Ooh. That may have been. I, I was so slammed for time and there were so many things to get through today. Yes. I didn't get to dig into a lot of these. Some, yes, not all. Okay. I feel like that. There's something going. There's a connection there. Well, staying on the theme of inappropriate okay. and racy, 1866 in New York City. Yes. We have the opening of the first American burlesque show. Ooh, scandalous. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Many pearls were clutched. In well, its wake, don't just let it. Many, many right. palms were bitten. That too, yes, that too. All right. For those of you not watching uh, 
or maybe that just don't know the reference, if you were to watch Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Yes. When they are, when they encounter the sirens, Pete does a palm bite. Yes. Uh, that's pretty magnificent. It is. It's epic even. Okay. Well, in uh, 1922, well-known British writer and poet Rudyard Kipling makes a statement to the New York Times insisting that, oh, no, no, he never stated that the U.S. only entered World War I for the gold it could gain and that Britain and the free world would always be in debt to America for its help and assistance during the war. It's, it's interesting. I would, this felt a lot like uh, maybe a forced apology mm-hmm. that, in fact, he probably did say it. Um, I recall, and I'll try to be quick with this, would have been, my goodness, uh, mid-2000s coaching. We brought in a retired Army guy. Can't remember his name. He is the guy that Jack Nicholson portrays in, is it Officer? Nope. What is it? You Can't Handle the Truth guy. What movie is that? Don't know. Whatever. It's in here somewhere. Yeah. My mind is so flipping through the rolling. Hopefully everybody just kind of loosely knows. Well, that it was the guy. And, and you talk about a, a big swing in D. Yeah. He was, uh, he was a big deal. But it was interesting. He was talking to us about esprit de corps and all kinds of different things. And at one point he intimated that it was ultimately Vietnam and everything after where war changed according to his perspective okay that it was about making money okay that if that our military was so far advanced beyond everywhere else in the world that if we would just truly let our troops go at full force we would have every conflict over quickly that's a dad snap that was a dad snap all right so maybe that truth extends further Back in time than even he suspected. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Evidently, your boy (laughs) Kipling thought so. He needed to get back to writing Ricky Ticky Tabby. Indeed. 1922, same year. Yep. The Episcopal Church. Hmm. They removed the word obey from the bride's section of wedding vows. How do they? It just reinforces the fact that while they may look normal enough, Episcopals cannot be trusted. (laughs) (laughs) You're mean. Am I? Yeah. This next deal is interesting. I don't know how awesome it is. It's awesome not because of the story, because of the story around the story. Yes, that's right. So... Yeah, the story's a little uh, brutal. Yeah, 1922 again. It's a hell of a year, 1922. Hell of a year. Oh, my gosh. In, I believe it was Dallas, Texas, or immediate surrounding, four four masked women. It's usually masked men. Yes. Four masked women. And this is what caught my eye. Uh Uh-huh. Four masked women hospitalized another woman. They administered to her 100 lashes for ruining her own daughter's life. Dang. Now... Quite a puzzling story. Get your parenting shit together. I guess. Especially if you're in Dallas. Hello. Right. That alone is kind of interesting. So I started digging a little bit. Well, these masked women were supposedly, allegedly, whatever word you want to use, members of the Ladies of the Invisible Eye. Mm, What is that? What is that indeed? Mm -hmm. Well, pretty loosely, it it seems like the women's auxiliary of the KKK. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, 
This is where things really got more interesting to me. I'm a pretty, pretty good internet digger. You're good at the Google. Um, I know a, a few things about, it's a little more than Google, but yeah, I'm pretty, right. pretty good like, at digging through. Do you know some dark websites? I have searched in the past at special request for some things through some darker channels. Oh my I'm not going to, you know, I'm not some wizard that yeah. commits wonderful fraud and crime and all that, but I know my way around the old web. A okay. Bit. All right. I could only find one link that looked like it might have more information on this event or even just in general more meaningful information about the ladies of the invisible eye and it was behind a paywall and there was nothing else out there now i have i have done business a few times in the past with people who have about this level of web presence. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't happen accidentally. Yep. Those folks paid a goodly sum to reduce their press. So this whole thing has my conspiracy theorist mind just buzzing. I'm curious, but not so curious to outweigh the fact that I don't have a lot of time on my hands. <laughs> so I'll probably never know, but it was, it's, Curious. If anybody has the down low on this, mm. if you're a member, can show us a secret handshake, any mm. of that. Uh, I would think surely the odds are out of 10,000 plus women that listen and participate in things around Sword of Awesome, somebody at least has got a wackadoo aunt. I was going to say, that, somebody's, yes. That knows something. Long lost great aunt. Yeah. I don't know if you want to own up to it, but. You uh, can be anonymous. Okay, well, that is fascinating. Hate the KKK, but love a conspiracy theory. Yep. So, yep. yeah. All right, well, in 1930, moving on ahead from 1922, where we... Finally. Yeah, a lot, lot of year. things happening. 1930, uh, in Madison, Wisconsin, a house blown up, exploded, when a still, that's for spirits distillation, of the boozy kind, mm -hmm. they're still exploded in the basement. I, I, this still, this serves as a cautionary tale for us. I feel like we have a basement. We have a basement. We have an interest in booze. We just don't have a still. Yeah, it's not legal. Or do we? So we do. No, we don't. We don't. I thought about it for a while, and I was like, eh, you know, a lot of my job is about evaluating risk. Yeah. Determining. Is, you know, ultimately, is the outcome worth the risk? Can you control your exposure to it? All of that. And as I considered things through those metrics, not so much. Okay. All right. Not so much. Here's the thing, though. There is a, from my time of investigating deeply into yeah. the world of home distillation, or just call it illegal distillation. Okay. Um, stills don't, uh, historically, there have been many instances such as this one of a still exploding, and it wasn't a small one. Uh, I think they showed some kind of picture, and this was quite large. Okay. Um, several hundred gallon. Yeah. Several hundred gallon. That's the still itself. Significant. Most home distillers at this point, like a, a you're talking 12, 15 gallons, and if they're really aggressive, maybe a hundred. Mm -hmm. uh, this was huge. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, they blow up not because of combustion, but because of pressure. Yeah. Because there's so much water in the mix, it's not it's not explosive. Just like a Molotov cocktail doesn't typically explode, it's just flame on the alcohol that okay. when the bottle busts and the alcohol goes everywhere, it that's, okay, spreads that's the fire. Uh -huh. um, not that I know from personal experience by any means. 
What happens, though, and especially what happened uh, in days gone by, yeah. is they they you have to control the heat pretty pretty accurately because you're wanting to push <clears throat> hot enough for steam to escape, mm-hmm. but not not push so hard that your mash or your wash inside of there begins to push through. Yeah. Now that stuff they're they're you know they could make it out of any number of things. You could make it out of uh grains quite often or what are included. And so you imagine that sloppy it's you know vomit consistency stuff in there <laughs> and it starts to boil through and you get large particulate coming through ever you know decreasing in size pipes. And so it's a it's a pressure buildup yeah. and explosion, and it can be quite significant. So, yes. So don't do it. Don't do it. Let this be a cautionary tale for us all. If you're going to do it, do it in somebody else's basement. <laughs> Good. Before we move on to the next one, uh, news alert, news update. I thought of the name of that Tom Cruise, Jack Nicholson movie. Yes. It's A Few Good Men. Yes, thank but you. I couldn't, now I can't remember why we- why we reference Because it. the general in that movie was the guy I got to, okay. to hear. The one that Nicholson portrayed. My mind I kept spinning. And it, I kept wanting to say no country for old men. I know that's no, 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 no. 100% yeah, it's, it's, not it. But my mind was like, men. It has something to do with men. And then as soon as I thought of it, I was like, I cannot remember why I was thinking this. So yeah. this is 43, everyone. Here's what you have to look forward to. Or sleep deprivation. It's, or it's asleep. Have a baby in your 40s and then... And then see what happens. Then you'll be our defenders. That's right. Okay, 1940. Four teenagers are searching for their dog. They're out in the French countryside. I don't know. It could have been in the middle of town. Okay. Although I suppose it was probably countryside. They discover a cave. Mm-hmm. They... It's, it's not like, it's not like a, you know, a five-year-old's drawing of a cave. Okay. Where, you know, you're just walking along and there's a big mound with a hole in the side. It's not like a cave like that. It's like a, a hole down into the ground. Ooh. And so the dog, like, shh, disappears down in there and they oh. they kind of tunnel down and okay. find this cave. This took some effort. Yeah, yeah. Well, they went on in because it's only 1940. They've never seen a horror movie or, yeah, yeah. A, you know, an intense thrill or anything. So they just went in after their dog. Well, in that cave, they find cave paintings from the upper Paleolithic era over 15 thousand years old and this was nice. in la cour france so how just, you say it? i have no idea l-a-s-c-a-u-x france lasco lasco don't leave I it don't to the hillbillies to say french names i know the a-u-x is typically an o sound right? yes yeah i know that from my, my cajun experiences yes 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 all right. Well, again, the one you've been waiting the for. The one I've been waiting for because we can't have Awesome Today without Elvis. 1948. Elvis Presley, age 13 at the time, still living with his parents, moves to Memphis, Tennessee. Yes. Not to Graceland. Not, it did not no, exist yet. Not yet. It would. Not nope. yet. It was just a cave full of 15,000-year-old paintings. <laughs> Little did they and know. And some barbecue. Yes. Not good, but it was barbecue. Kyle holds a grudge against Memphis barbecue. Yeah, it's probably, we just had a bad batch there. It's probably excellent. I'm forever scarred, and they don't get a second chance. Too bad for them. Yep. 1954, the television show Lassie debuts on CBS, and for the next 16 years, Lassie rescues Timmy from a well over and over and over again. Worthy of note, despite, uh, and maybe because, maybe this explains his continual falling into the same well, Timmy didn't ever seem to age. 
you know who did age? Well, Lassie did. They went through several Lassies. That's what I was going to say. I think they went through at least three Lassies. Yeah, bless her heart. Bless her heart. All right. Well, in 1960, JFK declares he does not speak for the Roman Catholic Church, and nor does the church speak for him. For that declaration, surely, was part of the reason why he was elected and the first and only ever Roman Catholic yeah. U.S. president. There was a lot of fear. When he was elected, there was still like a lot of Catholic hate then. Yes. A lot of fear. The assumption, the accusation rather, was that he was going to be a puppet for the Pope. Puppet for the Pope. America would be ruled by Rome. Yes, because we're so good at ruling yeah. ourselves. Why not well, let someone else rule? Both. Both hand. We're so good at ruling ourselves and we're so good at just being ruled, period. <laughs> yeah, we're really good at that. We are the most terrible toddler ever. Yes. Still. Uh, the church also, in a counter response, said, yes, we most certainly... You, you do not speak for us, nor does your affair with Marilyn Monroe and exactly. many other exactly. women, I'm sure. Yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of directions we could go there. <laughs> 1964, we have the premiere of A Fistful of Dollars. Now, this is the film that started the spaghetti western genre. It yep. is an epic beginning. It is also... The first leading role for Clint Eastwood. Really? Yeah. All right. And I'm sure you've seen this. I have seen it. It's a good flick. And you remember, I feel like we've discussed on here before, why they're called Spaghetti Westerns. I do now. Oh, because they were filmed in Italy. Yes. Yes. And Americans are a bunch of bigots. And well, so... I... The, <laughs> the, the, spaghetti. Let's the director, spaghetti though, was, uh, was a man who hailed from Spain. And so, who knows, he may have even tagged that on, or it could have just been co-workers screwing. Back then, it, it, I don't think, I don't know. It's probably, I, I don't know. I, I wasn't actually at this, this premiere. I wasn't friends with these guys then. I was still busy in some other areas. <laughs> yeah. I was going, never mind. We'll just move on. We'll just move we'll on. Just move on. Uh, the reason, ignorantly, why I formerly thought they were called Spaghetti Westerns is because in all of these, there are oftentimes camera angles where everybody looks super skinny and tall. Oh, okay. It's distorted. And yeah, I thought yeah, it yeah. spaghetti leg. I thought it ah, had to do something like that. I thought you were going to say Austin. <laughs> they were eating spaghetti. I really thought that's what you were going to say. Bunch of apes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Good, good. 1970. Now, a few of these, I'll, I'll, a few of these that we've grabbed have been from yesterday. Since we didn't what didn't record yesterday, how dare you? Uh, I felt like you know it's too good to leave out. Okay. So this is one of those. It's actually from the 11th. Mm -hmm. uh, but 1970, the F Ford introduces the Pinto. It was their less than $2,000 creation to compete with the Japanese and, and European imports that were coming in. And rather, unfortunately, rather than being known for its value, its calling card ended up being that rear end collisions in excess of 20 miles per hour caused the gas tank to explode. That's the only thing I know the Ford Pinto for. Yeah, for sure. So their second and honestly more successful marketing campaign was, quote, Ford Pinto will blow your ass up for less than $2,000. <laughs> <laughs> You're pretty tickled with yourself. I liked that. it. I liked it. I wish I'd been around back then. Not busy with other things, you know. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Oh, yeah, it's a good one. It's good. 1981, Hanna-Barbera gifts us with the animated cartoon series, The Smurfs. Who did you like on The Smurfs? Was there anybody that stood out? What's the girl Smurf? She's the only one I related. Was it Daisy? No. No. What's her name? Smurfette. Smurfette, of course. Yes. I was just getting ready to yeah. yell that. I like Dazriel. Is he the... That's Gargamel's cat. Oh, okay, yes. And he was very... <clears throat> yes, grouchy. Probably, probably me in a former life, if we're honest. You're just the reincarnated Azriel. Yes. That's good. That's good. All right. I'm not afraid to slap a Smurf around either. I have a perfume called Azriel. Really? Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's a demon's name or something. Probably. In lore. Yep. Um, this is, this is wild to me. 2008, the highest ranking judge in Saudi Arabia, not some slappy down at the local courthouse. This is, this is the chief dude, the highest ranking judge in Saudi Arabia states for all to hear in a, in a media exchange. It is acceptable to kill owners of certain satellite television channels, specifically those that show immoral or evil programs. Wow. Right? That's intense. That's killing someone. That is dead. Well. Not even with the benefit of a rear-end explosion. That's right. Uh, I can only imagine the way that immoral and evil would be applied in this situation. Indeed. Listen. Indeed. Basically, it's... Never mind. There's a I'm lot, just not going to get into it. There's a lot of immoral and evil programming to there choose is. from that you could... Uh, you're, you're also... Be, be well warned to avoid. Living in the world of someone's subjective yes, definition. For sure. So, yeah. Pretty, pretty, pretty crazy. I love this one. For those of you who've listened to the show for a while, you may recall many episodes back when we talked about the famous international... Jewel Thief Gang, the Pink Panthers. Yeah. Whose book I still haven't finished. Yeah. Dang it. If somebody just read it to me. Um, I, I'm curious if they're involved in this or not. Ever since then, probably before as well, but ever since then, every jewel heist thing has interested me. Sure. So in 2012, at a gym show in Sri Lanka, a man grabbed and swallowed a $13,000 diamond. Just grabbed it and swallowed it. Well, he, he was acting like he was going to do the the eye monocle oh, thingy okay. examination. And he just popped it in his mouth. Yep, just... No water or anything. Nah, swallowed it down. Okay. Um, of course, you know, it's not like this is held in an outdoor bazaar. Yes. It's, 
the security's all over him. They whisk him off to the hospital where he is administered a, a high-dose laxative. And their intention, of course, is to stand at out. the ready to catch it. Yep. Um, this part actually happened like on September 5th. Okay. And, it, you know, it took a few days to yeah. get the old thing through. Mm. But when they finally collected the stone, it was discovered to be a fake. <gasps> the real stone had walked out the door with his accomplice. Oh, man. Awesome. Great plan. Now, somebody That's... had to go to jail. Um, I don't think 13,000, half of 13,000, yeah. 6'5", if he got it. Yeah. Is that worth jail? I, yeah. I don't think so. I mean, yeah. The, this, the way that this continues to play out is maybe not quite the brilliant scheme that I thought. But still, that's a good high Maybe story. he owed money <gasps> to someone. Yes. And this is how he kept his family alive. I like that version of the okay. story. That makes sense. We wrote history. That. It's better now. It's better. We fixed it for you. History. That's right. All right. 2018, not to be outdone by the French Blombos Cave in South Africa, has been found, this was in 2018, to contain the oldest known human drawings. They are over 73,000 years old. Yeah, they didn't even just beat France by a little bit. No, no, it's by a lot bit. Multiples. It was done by a child who had grabbed the crayon and wasn't supposed to, but went to work on the wall. That feels right. Do you remember when Mac, one of our seven-year-old twins, was a toddler and he was obsessed with running to the front door with a pencil and yes. marking as fast as he could. Yes, and he knew he wasn't supposed to. He knew to. he wasn't supposed He'd get to. He spankings for doing it and it got to the point where he would grab a crown and start crying as he ran to the front door. <laughs> it's like a compulsion he couldn't, he had to do it. It was, he was not looking forward to the punishment though. Yeah, well, and bear in mind that to the twins, a spanking is like a Right, <laughs> right. And he was still wearing a diaper and mm -hmm. yeah, it was, but still, he it's was, not like it he was, was beating them or no, something. No, but he was compelled. Like if he found any kind of writing utensil, it was, he was like a moth to the flame. He had to get to the front, front door, door yeah. and mark as fast as he could. He may have been protecting us from the upside down. Oh, we didn't even think about it. We didn't know yet. I know. Okay. Well, cave drawing, 73,000 years old in South Africa. So. Um, plainly, it's time for rural. It's time to rural. It's time to watch Read, Listen, Lifestyle. I've got to scroll back through because I, I yeah. remember a few things I forgot, but now I'm struggling to remember them again. Um, yeah, A Fistful of Dollars. Go watch it. Welcome yourself into the world of spaghetti westerns. And to Clint Eastwood. And to Clint Eastwood in his youth. He was quite... Quite the lady killer. No, oh, I'm sure. Quite the Casanova, you might say. And you might even say that. You could also watch episodes of Lassie. They you see one, you've seen them all. But, you know, give it a shot if you want. Uh, also, you can go on the YouTubes and you can find commercials for Ford Pintos. You can. They're worth watching. They are worth watching. We watched one from the 1971 update to the original Ford Pinto. This was the... What did they call it? We just watched it. I don't know. I didn't see the title. Anyway, it was the version where they added the hatchback, and they were real proud of the hatchback, and they made a big deal of pointing out that this was more fun than any little old import. Right. Yeah. Oh, it was a blast. Super right? fun. You, it's Do you like, know anybody that drove a Pinto? No, but... I knew one dude. Really? In high school, drove a Pinto. And I'm, when he got out, 
he had to grab it was a it was a piece of firewood out of the oh, no. as he got out and throw it under the wheel to block it. Yeah. And then same thing when he was going to get in, he had to get grab it and get in, and he wasn't sharp enough to not park on hills, and so it was always a bit of a <laughs> clamoring scramble to get things done. I mean, the Pinto was already dangerous, but he yeah. was like, this isn't dangerous yeah. enough. I'm, I got to take it up a notch. Yep, that's right. That's right. Anyway, those commercials are highly entertaining. You can also, I think, watch uh, Pintos being purposefully exploded. Not not oh, yeah? the actual film of an accident, but a purposeful, just, you know, how YouTube is, explosions. Well, stuff. okay. Yeah. Ford Pintos, that's on YouTube if you want to watch it. When you were a kid, did you ever go to a street fair where people could pay a dollar to go beat on a car with a sledgehammer? Um, I don't think I've seen it in person, but I'm familiar with the concept. I've seen it in person. Maybe it's just in the more redneck areas of the world <laughs> that where that's hot. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It sounds a lot cooler than it actually is. That sounds like it would hurt your arm. Once you've, once you've, you know, beat the roof and the hood a little bit, yeah. it's, I mean, you know, cars are built to survive exactly. accidents. You're, you're just not doing much. Yeah. Besides jarring the yeah. crap out of yourself. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. I got to go straight to the chiropractor. After yeah. That. Yeah. And if you're less coordinated, you could bounce the old sledgehammer head off there and do yourself upright. <laughs> You'd be begging for a pinto after that. <laughs> What are we reading? Well, we decided we're going to go back and reread The Science of Getting Rich by our friend, Wallace T. Waddles. But seriously, that there's so many concepts from that book just spoke to us, and it is well worth a reread. Yeah. You did dive into the... Yes. What's it called? Um, I, I cannot think and Grow Rich. Think and Grow Rich. Speaking of think, I can't think today, but... That was the second book that... Jin Sincero yes. recommended. I can't remember the author of this one. And I don't like it. I think while he grabbed some tenets that Mr. Waddles had started with, he went beyond and basically set it up as, yeah, you do all that stuff that, that Waddles suggests, but then but then you sit down and you you make a plan for how you're going to go accomplish it. And everything that he suggested as example in the book was a move into competitive, out of creative and into right. competitive. Yes. And so to me, it makes sense, but it removes it removes the spiritual undertone of things, mm -hmm. which you know we don't need any help doing that. That was right. kind of the to me the beauty of the other is yes. that it, it brought some spirituality back. Yes, absolutely. So. We're going to go back and do a reread, Science of Getting Rich. On Sort of Awesome this week, both my co-host and Rebecca ha and I had uh, books to recommend. So go check that out so you can hear that. Right on. I have a listen. Okay. Um, so I, I've, we've been on this lo-fi journey the last several days, mm -hmm. pushing through some different things. One of the playlists that I was listening to, and it was deep into the playlist, one song comes on, and I was like, whoa. This is this is significantly better. The the list is good. Yeah. But this is head and shoulders above. I must know what sorcery this is. Yes. And so I pushed through. The artist's name is Galt, G-A-L-T, Galt McDermott. Mm -hmm. Um and I mean, full disclosure, I don't like most of what he did. Okay. I listen to a lot of his stuff. He's been around a, quite a while. Um but in the year 2000, he released the album Shapes of Rhythm, Woman is Sweeter. Okay. It's a great album. 
All right. It's a great album, and it is the album where this song, uh, Coffee Cold, okay. is the name of it. Absolutely go listen to this. Minimally go listen to Coffee Cold. Outstanding. So Coffee Cold was on the playlist you were listening to that was a lo-fi playlist. Yes. And this is from the year 2000. This, yeah. The, so Coffee the, Cold came from the yeah. album Shapes of Rhythm, Woman is Sweeter. Nice. Uh, by Galt McDermott. Yeah. That's an interesting thing about, like, lo-fi, again, it's really, it's not directly jazz music, but it's like sort of a jazz-inspired or jazz yeah. hybrid. I don't know how to... It's It's like a... I, w I almost think of it like dirty jazz. Dirty muddy, jazz. Muddy jazz. Yeah, I like that. And so that's the thing about music from those genres like that is that it could have come out in the year 2000, 20 years ago, but it's still highly listenable right. and right. doesn't have like the sort of earmarks of like, oh, that song is definitely from the early aughts. You know right. what I mean? What, one of the things I really liked about this particular album versus the rest of the lo-fi stuff, there is a significant piano presence. Ah. And it's not, it's not synthesizer. Right. Piano sound. It's like a legit piano Real piano. piano. Okay. And, and he knows how to tickle the ivories. Well, we're about to have some ivories tickled right here. We are. We left that out. Was that somewhere? No, it's right here on Lifestyle. Oh, yeah. There it is right in front of me, and yep. it's yours. And we <laughs> botched that one. Oh, I was trying to, trying to segue. Uh, we do have a new piano keyboard in mm -hmm. the house. It's not a big <clears throat> grand or anything, but it is a full 88-key keyboard. It is. And believe it or not, I know you said... It's not, but the, the audio on this yes. is designed after a grand. It is. It's so beautiful. I cannot believe it. I cannot believe that an electronic device can create a sound and feel of playing the piano like this does. I believe we told this story briefly that yeah, you yeah. had gone and looked. Um, but so it is the Yamaha P125. This is what the students at Daisy School, if they get to be on campus, this is what they have in their piano lab classroom for learning on. And... It's amazing. I took piano from second grade to 10th grade when I was a child. So I've played a few pieces on the piano before and playing this. It's just like, what a time to be alive. Indeed. We can have electronic keyboards that take up a mere fraction of what an actual piano would take up in our house. Which we I think it weighs, before. the keyboard by itself, I think weighs 25 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Amazing, right? Amazing. I've moved a piano or two in my day. Yes, you have. And they don't weigh 25 pounds. No, they don't move easily. No. So anyway, we're thrilled to have it. It is going to be a chore to keep the onions off of it. Yeah, we probably need to invest in a, a dust cover yeah. to at least hide the yeah. temptation, temptation of the keys. Yeah. So yeah, <clears throat> and I think Kyle has told Daisy that if she learns to play Coffee Cold the piano part of it, that he'll buy her a second piano. So we'll get, see how I'll that get her, turns out. I'll get her the whole stack. She can get all concert freaky with it up in here. <laughs> there we go. Well, along with your new coffee mug, yeah. as I was out and about, or as our Canadian friends would say. Oot in a boot. Yes. Um, I grabbed a few things for Maggie because I love her. Yes. And I got do. the coffee mug. Uh, but before I got the mug... I saw a thing that struck me like a bolt of lightning mm -hmm. because it was a memory. Yeah. Um, years ago, I was introduced to the Lamberger. Mm -hmm. 
and I had forgotten completely about it. Many of you may know exactly what this is. It is a marvel. I love simple marvels, and that's what this is to me. Uh, it was designed in 1898 by a pharmacy dispenser, Maurice Berger. Mm -hmm. It is to purify, he created it to purify air in hospitals. It's a catalytic lamp, uh, also called a perfume lamp or a fusion lamp. It, uh, it disperses scented alcohol using a catalytic combustion wick threaded through a natural porous stone. That's yes. kind of the nerdy portions of it. So you have, and they, they design it, you know, beautifully. It looks like a little decanter-ish type yes, thing. gorgeous. Wick down in there. Mm -hmm. You you light it, you let it burn for like two minutes. Yep, two minutes. And then you blow it out. And the heated burner, the, the stone portion, <clears throat> it remains active as a flameless catalytic combustion process. It diffuses the combusted alcohol and the aromatics both throughout the room, actually eliminating stink and replacing it with something else. Yes. Um, unlike a candle, it's not just a masking thing and you don't leave it lit. Um, and then because of the low heat of it, it doesn't burn up the bulk of all the fragrance stuffs that are in there. Uh, and they claim, and I believe it because this matches us, um, the claim is that a single lamp is enough for 2,000 square feet. We, our home's a little bit above that, and we did one deal with it earlier, and you can literally, the whole yes. house smells different. It does. I love it so much. They're a delight. You know how I love a smell good. Yeah. And this is like, it's like the perfect place because it's efficient, and yeah. I love that. Yeah. It's, it's, you don't have to leave a freaking flame going with kids running around, knocking things over, lighting suckers on fire, and... All the things that kids do. Yes, exactly. And it smells better than any candle we've ever had. Candles are so hit and miss because they can go really well and be lovely, or they can go real um, cloying. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Too overwhelming. So this was just the right touch. And it's amazing. It really does, like, especially when you've got two dogs that have yes. their beds downstairs. You've got little boys in the bathroom like it's we got a lot of smells happening of here smells. but this really does it's a very subtle but powerful yes you need this situation. in your life basically is what we're saying um it is it is spelled l-a-m-p-e space b-e-r-g-e-r -E -E yes pronounced lamberger lamberger they're delightful we found one at bed bath and beyond they had a little kits of them there. I'm sure Amazon and everybody else in the world, because again, they've been around since 1898. Yes. They are available. Mm -hmm. Check them out. Pretty cool. What scent did we get? Ocean Breeze. Ocean Breeze, I think. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Smells good. Okay. Smells kind of like laundry and ocean and yeah. stuff. It really smells clean very scent. clean. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. It's good. It is good. All right. Anything else? I think that's it. All right. We're going to go drive a Ford Pinto <laughs> at our own peril. <laughs> Have an awesome today, would you? Please do. Bye-bye. While Gargamel is a completely fictional character who played the villain on the Smurfs, his cat Azriel shares his name with the Angel of Death. That seems needlessly extreme. Find Awesome Today and Sorta Awesome Media on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok and literally everywhere podcasts are found.